Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, please feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As Paul concludes the second chapter of Philippians, he urges his readers on to maturity and faith. The fact is, Paul does that through the entire letter. But here in verses 14 through 16 is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. This instruction is so practical that we may be tempted to simply pass over it. Today on Drawing Near, we learn how to become faultless children of God. Please open your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 2, and let's study Becoming Innocent. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for the opportunity that we have to come before you as your children. And we also thank you, Father, for the privilege that it is to trust in your mercy and grace, not only to save us, but to mature us in the faith. I pray, Father, that each and every one of us desires to grow, to become more of what you want us to be, more like Jesus. Father, I pray that you would work in our wills and in our actions to make us exactly that, more like Jesus. Guide us today through your Holy Spirit. Open our hearts and our minds to the truth of your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Philippians chapter 2, reading from verse 14, it says, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. If you recall in our last podcast, we saw that God works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Now Paul continues and tells us what to do. We are to do all things, everything. There's nothing in our lives that we are to do. That's the idea of do all things. Not just do all church things or all spiritual things, but do all things at work, all things in the community, all things in the home without complaining and disputing. The idea of complaining is grumbling. And we need to get this in our hearts and minds. We are not to grumble in our heart, nor outwardly. Over and over again in the New Testament, you can look this up and it would be good for you to do so. Complaining is a sin. Because we don't just complain against other people. We actually complain against the sovereign God, who is providential in all things in our lives. We need to know that our life is governed by God. And rather than complaining, as we've seen before, we're to be humble and submissive, just like Jesus. We're to be obedient and yielding. So whatever we do, we're to do with a good heart and a good mind. Now, is that easy? Absolutely not, because at heart, we are self-centered individuals. Most of us don't mind working, but we don't want to work any more than we want to, or any more than we have to, and we don't really want to cater to someone else's demands or needs, wishes, or will, unless we choose to do that. But many things in our lives require our attention, even when we don't want to give it our attention. 
we are to do all things without complaining. And it says, without disputing. That's arguing. Not only are we not to grumble and complain, mumble and murmur about what it is that we need to do or what we are doing, but we're not to argue. We're not to dispute. We're not to be in conflict with those around us while we're doing this. The reason for this is that you may become blameless and harmless. What is it to be blameless and harmless? Or what is it to become blameless and harmless? You see, through faith in Jesus Christ, we are saved. We are secured, but we are not mature. Maturity is a process, and over and over again, God calls us to becoming more mature, to persevere, to becoming perfect, blameless, harmless. That word harmless literally means innocent. It is through practice, through doing what God calls us to do and struggling at times to do that, that we grow. Growth requires stress or friction. But when we endure and we do what we have to over and over again, we become more mature. In this case, we become blameless and innocent. We show ourselves to be children of God. Now, we are children of God whether we complain or not. But it's not visible. It's not clear. We don't adequately portray our relationship with God when we grumble and complain like the rest of the world does. So we are to do all things without complaining and disputing that we may be blameless and harmless, innocent, children of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Apart from just becoming more mature in the faith, becoming blameless and harmless, we live in a world where our behavior, our attitudes, our words tell the world about God. They see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Now, they may not worship him as they glorify our Father in heaven, but they recognize that God has done something different or that there is something different about us, and that brings glory and honor to Christ and to God our Father. In this world, we are to shine. We are to stand out as lights in the world. The world is dark. It's in sin. It's blinded to the truth. And we are to shine. We are to be God's radiant images in this world. We are to be the flesh and blood representatives of Jesus Christ in this world. He shines in our heart, and that light shines out into the world. How does that light shine into the world? Well, in this verse, when we do things without grumbling and complaining and disputing, we want to shine in other ways. We want to sing our Christian songs, go to church, tell people about Jesus. We want to shine quietly, but we don't want to suffer. We don't want to endure difficulty or hardship. And yet that's what God calls us to do over and over again. In Peter, we learn that to suffer is to be like Jesus, and we're to do so silently as Jesus suffered silently. That's what we're to do as well. Now, don't get me wrong. When we obey this passage, it does not mean that it will be easier that we won't suffer. We are to suffer. We are to endure. We are to persevere without complaining and disputing so that we may shine faultless, blameless in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. That's the description of the world from God's point of view. The world that we live in is not beautiful, wonderful, getting better. It's crooked and perverse. 
and we live among the people in this world, shining as lights. We do this, verse 16, holding fast the word of life. Holding fast the word of life is holding on to the promise of salvation, but also holding on to the truths, to the instructions, to the doctrines God has given us. We hold fast to that. How do we hold fast? By doing what we're told. And Paul says that he wants the Philippian people in particular to do this so that he may rejoice in the day of Christ that he had not run in vain or labored in vain. In other words, he wants them to live out their faith so that in holding fast to the gospel and in holding fast to the teachings of Jesus Christ, they may show themselves to be children of God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. And that Paul, on the day when Jesus Christ returns, will be seen as having run his race to victory. He did what he was supposed to do. In many ways, and we don't think of it this way very often, each one of us is the trophy of someone who has been pouring Jesus into our lives. When we mature, when we live for Christ, when we grow, then the person who poured, who worked, who emptied themselves into us, may rejoice that they didn't do so in an empty way. They didn't waste their time on us. That's what Paul is talking about here. He is running a race for Christ, suffering and serving and preaching and sharing the gospel, pouring his life into people like the Philippians, like the Corinthians, like the Romans, like Timothy and Titus. And Paul says, I don't want to have run in vain, nor do I want to have labored in vain. And there's that idea again. Serving Jesus Christ is labor. It's work. It's not a vacation. It's not a holiday. And yet it's easier than dealing with sin in our own hearts and lives. We have been set free to serve Christ. And there is great joy and peace in that kind of freedom. So I pray that we will do whatever God calls us to do, whatever others need us to do, without complaining and disputing, that we will work as unto the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this passage. Thank you for your word. I thank you that you call us on the carpet on those things that are the most difficult for us. And I ask, Father, that you will help us not to overlook this passage of Scripture. This matters. And, Father, help us to see that this matters. Help us to see it in the context of Jesus' mindset and of what you call us to do in being like Jesus, having the mind of Christ. This is all connected. This is all one thought. Help us, Father, with this, that we may shine, that we may glorify you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.